Debs here. How y'all doing? Holding up okay in quarantine? Well, hopefully all of you are staying safe and healthy and practicing social distancing. I don't know where you guys are located, but I'm currently in San Francisco. And here we've had shelter in place for seven or eight weeks now. Anyways, the good news is that us staying home has actually helped flatten the curve. But I know that being cooped up at home can be difficult for a lot of people. Personally, I've been doing all right because I'm naturally a homebody, but I know that for many of my friends, the struggle is real. Like, what are they going to do now that they finished Tiger King? Well, if you're out of ideas, or if you finish Tiger King and need something new to watch, I got ya. You can head on over to my Instagram with the handle Debs underscore speaking, where I'm currently doing an A to Z film challenge. Basically, I'm going through the entire English alphabet, and every day I'll be giving you one film rec that starts with a different letter. I've intentionally picked movies that are happy and uplifting, because let's be real, there's already enough sadness and stress in this world. Also, all of these movies are available to stream or rent online, so if you see something interesting, you can immediately check it out. So head on over to my Instagram to add stuff to your watch list. But if you're feeling adventurous and want to try something completely new, then maybe you should check out Quibi. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the main topic for today's episode, the new streaming platform, Quibi. We already have a plethora of streaming options out there, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney, the list goes on. But earlier this month, there was a new entrant to the streaming wars. Quibi was founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg, a renowned film producer and entertainment exec who was the former chairman of Walt Disney Studios and a co-founder of DreamWorks. He has partnered with Meg Whitman, the former CEO of HP and eBay, to run this platform. And together, they've managed to raise over $1.75 billion for this venture. To clarify, that's billion with a B, as in, boy oh boy. So what exactly is Quibi? Great question. In a nutshell, it's a streaming platform that is dedicated to short-form, mobile-only content. Let's unpack that. So short-form. Everything on this platform is 10 minutes or less, which is why it has the name Quibi, which is short for Quick Bites. Why so short? Because the intention is for the viewer to snack rather than binge on content. Quibi was made for the person who wants a brief but satisfying break during their day. As for mobile only, Quibi touts itself as the first streaming platform that is exclusively mobile, meaning you can only watch it on your phone or tablet, no laptops or smart TVs. Why? Two reasons. One, Quibi's target audience is millennials, and most millennials are on their phones. So Quibi wants to see if it can succeed at being the first mobile streaming platform for this particular audience. Two, short-form content does better on mobile. I mean, 
Just look at all the social media apps with popular short-form content like TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. Most of their usage happens on mobile, so this would be the optimal medium for the kind of quick, bite-sized content that Quibi has. Now, I know you're probably thinking, then how is Quibi different from a TikTok or Snapchat? The answer? Premium content. Quibi will not have any campy, user-generated, created-in-your-backyard or home content. They want to be the equivalent of HBO for short form, which is why they've pulled out all the stops for production. In fact, for some of their more expensive shows, they're shelling out production costs of $100,000 per minute. So Quibi is a mobile-only streaming platform that has premium short-form content. So what's available to watch? Well, for either $4.99 a month or $7.99 if you don't want ads, you currently have 50, that's 5-0, shows to choose from. And they span the whole gamut of genres with new episodes coming out every day. All of the content is categorized into three major buckets, movies and chapters, unscripted and documentaries, and daily essentials. Movies and chapters is exactly what it sounds like. Movies broken out into episodes of 7 to 10 minutes each. For unscripted and documentaries, that's all the reality TV, game shows, and documentaries on the platform. And daily essentials, those are daily doses of inspirational content or news. So what should you watch? To be fully transparent, I did not have time to watch all 50 shows, and honestly, my eyes probably would have gone bonkers if I tried to watch all of that on a small screen. But I'm happy to highlight a few that I did watch and also mention the ones that Quibi has been marketing heavily. So let's start with the first category, movies and chapters. First up is the thriller Most Dangerous Game, which stars Liam Hemsworth as a man who gets involved with hunting as a sport. The catch? He is the one being hunted. Now I know that sounds really twisted, but it's actually oddly intriguing, especially from a human psychology standpoint. But despite that interesting concept, the first few episodes felt painfully slow. But once the game starts, things become much more adrenaline pumping. I was also pleasantly surprised that the violence was not too graphic. Or maybe I just haven't got into the bad parts yet? <laughs> On the flip side of Thriller, I checked out the comedy Flipped. It's about a couple who auditioned to be the host of a show that turns people's homes around. Kind of like Extreme Makeover Home Edition. But in the process of creating their audition tape, they unexpectedly get kidnapped by drug cartel members who initially wanted to kill them, but now want them to renovate their mansions. I know, this sounds ridiculous, but it's actually super funny and the lead actors do a great and hilarious job playing their quirky and frankly delusional characters. Now let's move on to the unscripted shows and documentaries. I think this is where the bulk of Quibi's content is, and also where things are just loaded with star power. You have Chrissy Teigen and Chrissy's Court, which is similar in concept to Judge Judy. And you also have Jennifer Lopez and many of her celebrity friends in the show, Thanks a Million, 
where they each give $100,000 to someone they're grateful for, and that person must pay it forward. Reese Witherspoon also narrates an interesting nature documentary about powerful female animals called the Fierce Queens. And there's also a reboot of the MTV show Punked, where Chance the Rapper pulls pranks on all of his Hollywood friends. So I've watched quite a bit in this category, but I think of everything I've watched, my favorite is Dishmantled. That's dismantled, but with a dish, like plate or dish. Basically, there's a secret dish that gets blown up in the face of two blindfolded chefs in hazmat suits, and they have 30 minutes to recreate the dish based on what they smell, taste, or touch. Whoever ends up closest to recreating the secret dish, which is revealed at the end, wins a cash prize of $5,000. My favorite part is just watching the dish blow up. (laughs) But it's also fun to try and guess what the dish is. The final bucket of content is the daily essentials, most of which is news. I'll be honest, I haven't really explored this category that much because I've been trying to cut down on my news consumption to stay sane during this time, but I know that Quibi has partnered with news outlets like NBC, CBS, and BBC, so all of it should be legitimate content. As for lighter news fare, they also have sports and entertainment news through partnerships with brands like ESPN and TMZ. So that's a really quick overview of some of the content currently available on Quibi. So what do you think? Are you going to check it out? Quibi has actually said that by the end of this year, they want to release 8,500 episodes of content. And if you multiply that by, let's say, an average of seven minutes each, you're looking at roughly 1,000 hours worth of content by December. So... If you're bored in this age of social distancing, they'll have plenty to keep you busy. But is Quibi worth your time? What has the reception been like? From a numbers perspective, things look okay for Quibi. During its first week after launch, Quibi was downloaded by 1.7 million users. One thing to note here is that this is the number of people who downloaded the app and it does not reflect who actually signed up for the service. This number is slightly better than what analysts had predicted. They estimated anywhere from 1 to 1.5 million downloads, so that's good, especially since there were doubts that Quibi would launch successfully because of COVID-19. Since the virus has forced many people to shelter in place, there were concerns that Quibi would not attract an audience because right now the culture is more about binge-watching than snacking content. However, some people have been comparing Quibi's performance with that of the latest entrant in the streaming wars, Disney+, which reported 10 million users signing up within 24 hours of launch. Obviously, Quibi pales in comparison to that, but I also think it's a bit unfair to make that comparison because Disney is such a well-established brand with a well-known content portfolio, and it's also available on all electronic devices. But Quibi, on the other hand, is a completely new brand that is mobile only and proposing a new content format. In my opinion, it's probably going to take some time before we can tell for sure whether Quibi will become a formidable player in streaming. Then what about the users? 
do they like the platform and content? This one's tricky because the reception is mixed and the negatives have been receiving a bit more publicity. But let's start with the positive. One thing that people found interesting was the app's turnstile technology. Basically, you can switch from holding your phone vertically to horizontally, and the content's aspect ratios will seamlessly change to fill your entire screen. So this feature is actually pretty cool. I kept turning my phone to see what things look like vertically versus horizontally. And yeah, you'll always get a full screen image. Beautiful. But when the conversation turns to content quality, Quibi ain't doing too hot. While Quibi has shelled out tons of money to bring in top tier talent, most shows have fallen flat with critics, which is not a good sign for a platform that brands itself as premium because premium brands like HBO usually have shows that are well-received and even heavily promoted by cultural pundits. It also doesn't seem like Quibi has struck a chord with the average viewer either, given how little social media chatter there has been around its content. That's also not good, especially when you see other major streaming platforms like Netflix and Hulu having a ton of viral tweets and memes around their shows. It's because of all this social chatter that their content become cultural phenomenons. And especially in an age where there's a ton of content and a ton of streaming platforms, you need to have a loud social presence to cut through the noise and get people to notice you. But I haven't seen any viral social conversations around Quibi. Why? This is where I think it gets tricky because yes, I've watched quite a bit of content and some of the shows are pretty terrible, so I wouldn't be surprised if no one wanted to talk about them. But some of the other shows, frankly, are very entertaining. And I do think that there are some fans out there who want to share that content but there's a huge problem with Quibi's platform. You literally cannot screenshot anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you try to screenshot content, you get a black screen instead. And if that's the case, then how can someone create a meme or a gift to share with friends and spark a potentially viral conversation? Some Quibi users have actually complained about this issue, so I think there are some fans out there who are enthusiastic about the platform and want to get the word out. Honestly, I don't know why they're doing this. Maybe it's an anti-piracy precaution, but honestly, this is hurting the potential of organic social marketing from their fans, which they should be leveraging to ramp up further excitement and drive greater awareness for the platform. Also, if your target audience is millennials, they're all about social sharing with images and videos. So not a smart move to prevent screenshots. So is Quibi gonna be a hit? Or is it going to be a massive miss? Personally, I think it's too early to say. While the numbers do indicate a decent launch and the cool turnstile tech has definitely attracted some positive attention, the content's reception has been lukewarm at best from both critics and average viewers, and the lack of social chatter is concerning. But I also know that Quibi is a startup, and it's not just any startup, but one that's aiming to make some very bold, unprecedented moves. 
So it's probably going to need some time to continue refining its product strategy and taking feedback. So I definitely want to give them some time before I jump to conclusions about whether or not they're here to stay in streaming. But what I'm most curious about is are you going to check out Quibi? If you do, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So feel free to reach out on Twitter or Instagram at the handle Debs underscore speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.